Hey everyone, this is Logan Campbell and welcome to my show. I'm a happy husband, a proud father, former police officer, and a fitness and movie nerd. Basically, an all-around regular guy. But I wanted more, so I started this podcast to talk about personal development and self-improvement, and I created a personal development program to go along with it that I call The 147. This program has forever changed my life. My goal is to reach one person each day and forever change theirs. Thanks for listening, and welcome to Little Hollow Life. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the show, and uh, thank you for allowing me to, to take a little break there. Uh, life was happening at such a fast speed that I was struggling to keep up. So uh, thank you for tuning back in, and thank you to everybody that reached out to me, um, asking me, you know, when's the next episode, when's the next episode. I had planned to start doing these weekly, and and, and I'm here to tell you that that's going to start happening more and more and more. I've got uh, some stuff lined up here I've been, I've been working on, and and I'm really excited to get it going because as I continue this journey of, of personal development and building myself and developing who I am and improving myself, I've realized that, and this is going to, this is going to come out wrong, but I've realized that, that I want to do what's best for me and what I want to do. And that's really it. So all those times that I have asked my followers and, and everybody like, you know, what they want to hear about, what they like seeing and everything, I, I, I've slowly made this realization that I, I, don't, I don't need to worry about that. I don't need to ask about that. Like, I, I, I want to talk about what I want to talk about on here. And I want to post about what I want to post. You know, it'll reach who it needs to reach. And that's sort of my... My whole idea, I mean, over the last three weeks, I've had a lot of stuff go on, and, and I, I've, there's been some moves made, and I'm very excited about it, and I got to tell you, I, I, I'm just so grateful for everybody that has either reached out to me or, you know, just s- sort of, you know, asked how things were going, uh, you know, they reach out, I get a lot of messages on, on Instagram. Uh, that's where the majority of my my followers are. So, so shout out to everybody on on IG. Um, let Let's start this with with a couple of weeks ago. Uh, well, two weeks ago, we we put together a big donation for Florida, all the victims down at Hurricane Ian. So I'm 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 so proud to to work for a company that is willing to do that. And in in less than 24 hours, we amassed over seven thousand dollars in monetary donations and 20,000 pounds of, of other donations like water and food and everything. And we trucked it all down there. It was super awesome. I was super happy to, to be a part of that. And, uh, you know, it, it, in this new role that I'm in, uh, not only am I working in uh, the compliance sector, working with the Department of Transportation, but I'm also working in HR. If that's if, For people that know me, uh, hearing that I work in HR is probably really funny, but um, I do, and, and and I'm very excited to to start working more and more in that as a on the personal development side and leadership side. I get to start doing some coaching and everything. Super excited about that, and happy that uh, that that God has taken my life in that direction. And uh, you know, the reason I brought up this donation thing was I got to be on the radio 
which was really cool. I got to be on a local radio station, uh, WFRN. Uh, it's uh, 104.7. And it's, it's a local Christian radio station, and uh, they're actually not too far from my house. And we got to do a, a, a live radio interview for the morning show, which was really, really cool. Uh, shout out to, to Doug and Cody. And it was so awesome to be immersed in the radio station because that was my first, that was the first thing I wanted to do was be a radio host. You know, for those that, that, that have heard the stories before, you know, I, I wanted to do TCOM. That was my first major, telecommunications. I wanted to be a radio host. And it was really cool to be in studio and see how they do it. And, and you know, I, I got to looking around at the walls and I saw the, the little sound abatement stuff that they have. Just so cool. And I really made a, a really great connection with one of the hosts there. Um, we had a, a nice conversation, and, and you know there might be potentially some stuff happening in the future, which I don't, I don't want to jinx, but uh, you know it, it, was, it was a really great conversation, and I'm, I'm so happy that we were able to be on there. We were actually on there uh, talking about the donations and everything. Uh, that way we could get the word out. Um, but I got to tell you, it was, it was so cool to, to just have that moment. And, and, and to, you know, share, share a conversation with somebody that, that I, I barely knew. Um, but it was, it, we had a, we had a great connection and I'm hoping that, that I can continue on, uh, working with them maybe sometime in the future. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see how that happens. Uh, let's see here. What else have I been up to? A little bit of a life update. You know, cont- I continue to go to therapy. Every time I say something about it on, on social media, everybody reaches out, hey, is everything okay? Why do you go to therapy? Um, I go to therapy for life. Uh, you know, I, I spent over a decade in law enforcement. I saw enough death, destruction, and human misery that, uh, you know, I, I, I felt like I needed it. You know, it's, it's not like, it's not, I'm not in the place that I was over a year ago and struggling, you know, mentally, not, not you know, trying to... <sighs> You know, not you know, trying to keep myself from from killing myself. I'm I'm not there. I'm in a really really great place, and I want to keep it that way. But there's still some stuff in the basement that gets to me, and and you know whether it's just you know life stuff that I've experienced, stuff that I'm that that I'm going through. You know, it's it's good to to do therapy. I'm a huge proponent of it, and and that's sort of what I wanted to get into today. On this episode, you know, I I came across this image, and it said on there was a quote on there. It said, "Don't judge me. You can't handle half of what I've been, what I've been through, or what I've survived." I saw that quote, and ironically, it was on an image of Leo DiCaprio hitting a heavy bag, you know, like with a boxer, and you know, it looked like he had like hand wraps and wearing like 1970s shoes and sweats. I didn't know DiCaprio was a pugilist. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, but. I like the guy, but he doesn't seem like a dude that would uh, hit a heavy bag very often. But uh, that's not the point I'm trying to make. Uh, the quote, it, it was a bit off-putting, to be honest. Uh, and it, it just got me thinking, like, wh- why is it that so many people think that they are the only ones who have ever experienced anything terrible? You know, th- they have to have the the saddest story they they've experienced the worst trauma their childhood was worse than yours it's like sitting with that one friend that has to one up you at dinner you know for those of you that follow that one dude on tiktok that does the the one up guy that's what it's like 
when you talk about traumatic events or or whatever, you bring up the word therapy and, and people like they freak out about it. Everyone always has a worse struggle than yours. You know, it's always a, a big sob story about why someone's story's worse. Like that scene in Deadpool when, when Wade and Vanessa at the beginning are making references to how bad their childhoods were. As funny as that scene is, it, it brings to light a lot of truth about some folks. They want to be a victim and have a victim's story. It's almost like they, they champion the fact that they're more messed up in the head than others. Like, like it's a virtue to have. And then when you ask them about doing something about it, like going to therapy or counseling, there, there's always some excuse for it. Oh, well, it's too expensive. I don't want to relive it. Or, you know, I, the one that I get most often is, hell no, I'll never go to therapy. Tell some stranger all my problems, blah, blah, blah. That's always the most, the, the biggest answer that I get. Newsflash, buddy. It's not a virtue to claim you have mental trauma or have experienced trauma and never do anything about it. It's not a trophy. They don't hand them out for most trauma ever experienced and never dealt with. They don't give you a trophy for that. I get it. Some folks have been through a lot. I know that. But it's not helpful or healthy, for that matter, to sit and tout your trauma around like a baby doll, carrying it around like a damn satchel, just ready to pull it out at any given moment to make sure everyone around you knows, hey, I'm screwed up in the head. I, j I don't get that mindset. I mean, I, I have trauma. Hell, I I've talked about it a bit on my stories and yeah, you know, I've I've talked about it on podcasts and everything. I, you know, just recently experienced my alive day. You know, I I was almost murdered in 2016. Almost got run over by a drunk driver who was trying to crush me in between my vehicle and his. <clears throat> you know that that incident screwed me up in the head. It was it was the first real experience I had with nearly dying. And, and it also gave me my first real experience with anxiety and, and my mental health and, you know, sort of learning about it. You know, I struggled with the incident for a while after it all happened, but I did get therapy for it then. And I got better and I, and I moved on. Now, I probably shouldn't have stopped going to therapy that quickly. I went for maybe two weeks and it wasn't an everyday thing. I think I went to four sessions. Between the, the, the first day I ever spent in law enforcement capacity and, and the last day, I saw quite a bit. So I probably shouldn't have stopped going to therapy. You know, as a, as a cop, a first responder, armed forces member, you, you name it, you, you will see things that humans weren't meant to see. You know, all types of violence, death, and like I've said, human misery. That being said, I probably needed therapy after the first day of my internship when I saw and heard a man burn to death on the interstate. I, that, that was probably my first real scar, for lack of a better term. In, in years past, it's been sort of a stigma in law enforcement and really in society in general to go to therapy for mental health. Everybody always 
thought of it as like you know it was like a bugaboo. You didn't you didn't talk about it. And you didn't go because you were sick in the head. You know there there must be something wrong with him. He's going to therapy, especially on the street as a cop. Man, I can't trust him anymore. I'm I'm here to tell you that thin blue line <laughs> used to get pretty thin when when mental health was brought up. It used to. And recently, that really hasn't been the case, which is good. In society or in law enforcement, it's fantastic. You know, it's, it's a great movement for, for us all to make. You know, even if you haven't served in any capacity, like I mentioned before, like in law enforcement or, or whatever, you've probably experienced something in your life that left you broken or uneasy. I, I truly believe that we're all broken. Not a single person has not experienced something in their life that hasn't left them cracked or scarred. Most of the time, people don't even realize it, though. Either it was, you know, in their upbringing or they just, you know, they just tough it out. That seems to be like, like most men, you know, they, they, they tough it out or, or, or whatever, you know, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's crazy. The amount of stuff that, that people could, could go through and not even talk about it. You know, the whole men's mental health problem we have in society nowadays is is nuts. It's absolutely crazy the amount of men in this country that are suffering in silence for fear of retribution, for fear of exile, for fear of someone leaving them, lack of support from their loved ones, whatever it is. For some reason, TikTok has become the place for men's mental health to, to trend. You know, if you were to just do a simple search for those keywords on TikTok, if you were to, to search men's mental health, you would find millions, millions of videos on there of either men talking about mental health, men relating to stories told by other men, or even women defending men against other women. It's mind-blowing. If you were to calculate the amount of times I have seen people comment on videos about mental health and say something like that's relatable, the, the number would be astounding. What, what I'm trying to get at here is mental health is no joke. And more people suffer from poor mental health than we are all willing or able to see. I split those up because while some folks are in denial about their own mental health, or others' mental health. There's also some folks that are so good at hiding it, you'd never know it. That was more my thing. My, my poker face is unshakable. You know, it was, I would say it was probably somewhere around April of 2021, last, last spring, um, <clears throat> that I was at my lowest point. I was in a, a deep, dark hole, and the only way out that I could think of was ending my life. You know, I, I, <clears throat> I wasn't having suicidal thoughts, but I was having thoughts of suicide. You know, th there's a difference between the two. I wasn't thinking of how I would do it. I was more so thinking, well, what would happen if I did do it? You know, I was 
I was not in a good place mentally. But on the outside, I was happy as could be. You know, posting on my socials and cracking jokes with, with friends, spending time with the family, uh, loving life on the outside. But on the inside, I was like a, a rubber band that had been wrapped around your own finger, cutting off the circulation, but was also about to snap because I was just stretched to my limits. Luckily, I was able to get some help and find a way out that forever changed my life. You know, some, some people, they ask, was there a certain incident that, that caused my anxiety, depression, or stress levels to be that high? And, and my answer is always no. You know, it was, it was so, you know, they always ask me the same question, you know, why I got out. And, you know, my answer is the same. It's just no, it's, it's, a, it's a mixture of, of the job and, you know, what I experienced in life. It just, it all sort of piled on one another. You know, did, did I have some traumatic incidents at work? Yes. You know, were they the main cause? No. You know, it was just a conglomeration of it all, a combination of it all. I don't, it's hard to, hard to exactly put a pin on it. Uh, you know, so, so when I was struggling, I, I reached out and I got some help, and now I continue to to go get help. You know, every every other week because I know it's good for me. It's good for everyone. You know, it's uh, I like I like to think of uh, therapy as um, kintsugi. It's the uh, the Japanese art. Um, if you're familiar with. Uh, you know, if you if you were to look at uh, old Japanese pottery and ceramics, uh, you you would see like gold lines on it. Uh, th- there's an art that an art form, an art technique that they use called kintsugi, where they they use a gold mixture to put the bowl or whatever piece of pottery it is back together. So it sort of creates these really cool gold-looking lines, and and I feel like therapy is like that. We're all broken. We're all broken people. But therapy is that gold line that pieces us back together. Therapy is that kintsugi that brings us back together and makes us whole again. I really believe that. You know, I... It, it can get a little frustrating talking about mental health on on social media because you know there there is a like I've said like I said before there's there's a, it seems like there's a lot of people that make it dramatic and by that I mean they're the ones that I I got a message that uh, it bothered me you know I I had I had suggested you know just not to this person, just in general, talking about going to therapy on uh, one of my posts. And I got a message that said, oh, that's a big F no from me. And it it kind of bothered me. Because it's like, wh- why not? Why not go and help yourself? 
and then and then I kind of got to got to thinking about it and in in my sessions that I've had you know I it's you can learn a lot from a stranger it's really weird and I've said this before and I'll continue to say it therapy is like it's like the the doctor reaches inside you and pulls something out and shows you what's wrong and and and, and he tries to fix it with you or they try to fix it with you you know you 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 have to be vulnerable and i i think that there's two there's two parts to this people are afraid of being vulnerable in general. So they don't want to do it with a stranger for one. But two, therapy exposes you to who you really are. You can say you know who you are and you can you can say that you are exactly who you say you are. But until you have a conversation with somebody who understands the inner workings of the human mind and why we do things and you open up to them, then you will understand who you really are. And I got to tell you, it, it, uh, it has made a better man out of me. It's it's wild. You know, I I think that everyone should at least go once in their life. We're all broken. You know, especially our generation. We're a generation that watched two thousand people die on live television. We're not meant to see that. But we did, and we've moved on. The millennial generation has experienced quite a bit. You know, I, I know guys that went overseas for you know the war in Afghanistan and Iraq and Iran and everything, and as far as I'm concerned, that was a war we didn't need to fight. But I know some of you are fighting a war inside you right now. I know I have. I'm constantly doing it. But that's why I go. That's why I continue to go to, to therapy. So I can get ahead of it. So I can be out in front of the problem before it gets worse. It sounds silly, but it's it's the honest truth. You might as well protect yourself. You know, you, you don't have to treat it like a an illness. Nobody can catch it from you. But people can help you with it. You know, I'm, I've had my, my conversations with, with my wife. And I, I still share things with her. We share things with one another. 
but it's also helpful to get someone else involved. You know, whether whether you're you're talking about life experiences or, or whatever. Sometimes you need that that new person to talk to, and that's okay. So if you're considering getting some some mental health help, consider this the the time to say, okay, I'm going to go. Because there's no better time to do it than now. And I know it's expensive, can be expensive. Uh, but do yourself a favor. You know, re- reach out to, to, you know, if you go to church, reach out to your local church. That's where I found my first therapist. And I'm still friends with him. Uh, I go to a, a professional now, but... Uh, don't hesitate to to reach out to people. And I've got some uh, some hookups as well nationally. Um, if you if you feel like you need something, reach out to me. Let me know. Um, I'll I'll hook you up with with the guy that I know. But don't don't tout this around like a trophy. You know don't. Uh, don't talk about how messed up you are in the head if you're not going to fix what's messed up. That was part of my problem. Until I decided to fix it. So now that I've, I've brought the room down a little bit here, I want you to take all of this into consideration. The next time somebody tells you that they're that they're not doing okay or the next time you tell yourself that it's okay to not be okay that phrase goes around and around and around but don't forget that it's okay to not be okay but don't stay that way Well, everybody, I have some uh, some reading to do. I still got to get my twenty minutes in uh, for for my habits, and then I need to get to bed in the next forty minutes to get my six hours of sleep. If you haven't already, check out the one forty seven lifestyle program. I've posted it on all my social medias multiple times. It's one hundred and forty seven days that is guaranteed. To change your life. I don't like to say guaranteed because that brings lawyers and stuff into it. But I'm telling you, it will make you a better person. It will change your life. It changed mine. From from April when I started it until now, which I'm way past the ending of it. But you never stop. It's a lifestyle. And I'm continuing to evolve it. But it stayed the same. The actual habits themselves have stayed the same. But I've changed my diet again. I'm, I'm, I'm literally physically in the best shape I've been in in a long time. And it's only getting better. And I'm thinking I'm going to take on this eight-week transformation thing that First Form does. I think I'm going to throw my hat in that ring. More on that next time. So 
if you like the show, if you like what you heard, share the show for me. Uh, send it to one person. That's all I'm asking you to do. Send this show to one person that you think would benefit from this. That's all I'm asking you to do today. Share it on your socials if you'd like. Tag me. Let me know something that you're you're liking about it. I always like to hear people, yeah, you know, what people are are listening to, what they what they like. But I'm I'm just gonna start running these like it's my job, because I want it to be my job. I hope y'all have a great week. Have a good one, and as always, sick simper vive. Always live like this. <laughs>